Guys, welcome back to another episode of Swing Space Radio. This is episode seven that we've done. I've got uh, William Leaf on the line. I'm Dan Trainer. <clears throat> welcome back, guys. Today, we're going to recap the Waste Management Open, which we saw some crazy golf last week. Uh, we're going to get into the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, talk about how much my, my hate has now gone uh, to to Brendan Grace, and <laughs> um, I, I'm pretty frustrated. Whatever, we'll we'll get to it. Uh, we'll get to all the craziness that surrounded Ricky Fowler. Uh, the fact that I now hate Brendan Grace. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about Hosung Choi, who's got the sponsor exemption this week. We'll get into Pebble Beach itself, weather forecast. We'll get into our favorites like we always do, and we will touch on a big week by myself in the head-to-head bets so uh let's get at it let's talk a little bit about ricky you were kind of on a plane so you didn't uh you saw a little bit of it i, I don't know i was texting you mm-hmm. you had just gotten into the airport where were you in dc or something like that yeah i just flew into dc and actually right when i landed i was walking around the um airport when you texted me saying uh dude like ricky fowler and i didn't know exactly what was going on so i walked around found a tv uh, that was when right after he was dropping or his second drop right after the one that went in the water. Um, so I didn't get to see the bulk of it, but I went back today and I, I looked into it and uh, just a weird, uh, situation kind of like what you said, it's more on the caddy than anything. Um, yeah, it's a guy that, you know, you're walking around carrying a bag. I I know their job's hard and they have to think a lot, but it's like, and especially when it's wet, right? I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, and listen, he's played a lot of golf too. But I, I do. It's like, listen. At the end of the day, like you're caught up trying to win a golf tournament, and you chip a ball into the water. Like, right. Again, for anyone, it's it's not just Ricky who's had a tendency, you know, to make doubles when he's in it. But like, you know, he, you're going to get emotional. You're going to get frustrated, right? You just chipped right. the ball into the water. How yeah. long has he been using that TP5? I know, I know, a lot of it's the the wetness of the grass and obviously mm-hmm. the moisture on the greens and stuff like that. But like, how long has he been playing with that TP five? I don't know. I, this was the first week he actually put the ball in. He had a new driver and ball this week. So really? obviously he's done testing. Obviously he's played with it outside sure. of it, but, but in a competition round and also like, like you said, with the, the, with the wetness, like you don't mm-hmm. use a new ball in the wetness. You know, I don't, right. I can't imagine he was like, prepping for rain well that's the thing he's not sitting there his caddy's not sitting there with a hose you know trying to oh i wonder how this is going to react on a 30 yard pitch uh that i need to stop you know so it it was just uh it was an interesting an interesting experience that was kind of my first thing and i think they even said it on the broadcast but it's like why are you even dropping there i know just go replay the shot um (laughs) Like that's not a hard chip. Like I don't like he didn't no. chip that ball poorly. I don't think. And like, that's the thing is like I wonder if he's just like listen. I'm so scared. I don't know what this ball is going to do. Like I know if I flip one up in the air, like it's just about flipping the ball up in the air. You know what right. I mean? Like the ball's gonna stop. I wonder exactly. if if it, if it did come back to. And again, it's us second guessing. Like I'm sure you know maybe he did think of it. Maybe they did talk about it, and right. they were just like listen. We don't know. This, but we could hit the shot again, and now it checks, and now I've got a forty footer up the hill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. who knows? Who knows what the what the well, what the thought process was? But it just seemed like okay, come on, like it's going to be an easier shot, in my opinion, and I think in most people's opinion, just to yeah. hit another thirty, 
25, 30 yard chip. You know what I mean? Right. He got screwed uh, by like the, obviously <laughs> the ball rolling into the water. Like right, his his right. caddy and him, I doubt ever would ever talk about, well, if I drop this, my roll in the water. <laughs> I, I just can't imagine that's the conversation. So it's like, right, but you're still trying to get up and down over a bunker and a weird lie for double. Right. You know what no, I mean? Like, I agree with you completely on that. Um, it's just the, it's like, yeah, he, it's a stupid decision that turned into bad luck and it. Now it looks like, Oh shit. Like <laughs> right now this was a really bad idea. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Can't, I mean, here's the thing. Like at the end of the day, like you made a double and a triple in that round, won the golf tournament. Like I know he had a pretty sizable lead going into the day. Um, but good for, good for him, man. Like honestly, yeah. good for him. You know, I don't, I, it's, it's hard. Like, I don't even know why I feel that I'm not even really the biggest Ricky fan, but mm-hmm. I, again, it's just like to, to overcome, you know, both of those experiences during the middle of a round. Right. Right. And, mm-hmm. and pull it off. Like good on him. I know I saw somewhere that, uh, tiger had texted him the night before or something like that. <laughs> says, you know, go out and take care of business, you know, yeah, go get it it's done. Like go get it done. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, again, to me, it's funny. Like, to me, in my head, like, if I made double early and then I made triple, <laughs> like, that would be one of the first things, thoughts that came to my head is, like, yeah, Tiger. Tiger's take care of business. <laughs> and I'm just sitting here fucking around. You know what I mean? Like, Tiger's gonna that would be one me. of the... Yeah, that would be the, one of the first things that pops into my head, right? <laughs> uh, and maybe that's just me, but I, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, Whatever. and he... uh one of the crazy things to me was when I saw that he bogeyed 12 after tripling 11, yeah. I was a little bit like, ah, shoot. Because then I think after that one, he became tied for the lead. And I was like, you know, it's one thing having a bad hole, but you can definitely turn it around and, and um, get rid of that thought pretty quickly. But I don't know, making a bogey on that par three after could could have easily <laughs> started a, a landslide. But for yeah, sure. it was impressive. And he was... He was, uh, you know, he's he's underachieved a little bit as far as closing tournament yep. winning. So it's like, as we all know, that becomes a, a burden, kind of like you're just carrying it around. And for him to win that way, I mean, that's got to feel good. It's kind of that, like, it was a tough win. It was, like, probably as hard as it gets because you feel everything, the wind's just sucked out of you. I mean, I, I can say I've had it happen on a smaller level, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, uh, like, I've done all of this for... Um, you know, 64 holes or whatever. And it's like, shoot, I, <laughs> I don't know. Now it might, I might just let this all go. Right. That's hard. Well, good for him though. Speaking of letting all the money go, yeah. Brandon Grace, uh, <laughs> as, as I mentioned, I, I mentioned one of the bets on the, on last week's podcast. Um, but no hole in one this week was even odds. And so Brandon Grace, Again, I, re- I read an article, and it's funny because it was Saturday afternoon, and I started typing in hole-in-one and <laughs> Google. The thing on Google popped up, hole-in-one waste management. And I was just like, oh, no fucking way. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way. Because it wouldn't be hole-in-one waste management if it didn't happen. You're so, right. you know, pull it up. And it's like Brendan Grace makes hole in one with a hundred people watching, and there's no video evidence. And it's like, you've got to be kidding me. Not only am I going to lose this bet twice, 
in like three weeks. You're never going to see it. But I'm never going to see it. And I didn't see the last one. And I'm not going to see this one. And oh, not only did he ruin my hole in one bet. <laughs> a bet for a playoff. And all he had to do was not st- oh he was so skanky on 17 isn't that where he messed it up 17 that's where he messed it up and then he drove it way right on 18 right which like again you're thinking on 18 like okay whatever it's over but then ricky comes up and puts one in the church pews and he's like oh that ball <laughs> could be buried in that he's that's five right so it's like not only did he mess up 17 he messed up any because again ricky's stepping up to that tee now with a two-shot lead instead of a one-shot lead if he's able to kind of make make a three there on 18. Right. Race is able to make a three. And 18's tee shot's no joke either. It is. Man. Like, it is no joke. you, um, you got to get a hold of one to carry that water to the left. And even if you do, like, again, not everyone's Cameron Champ or Matthew Wolf. Like, right. I, I think I saw one of the graphics was Wolf outdrove all of it on the left outdoor the church pews and he was like 340 right I and mean, you gotta yeah. carry it yeah you gotta almost carry it 340 to get it over everything you know and what like, I mean? like and with the weather being damp and uh, i'm sure chilly at that time after the rain you know it's like that's you need everything <laughs> you need everything and so again you know and that's the thing is like grace steps up and is just scared of all that obviously Right. And then wipes on right. And yeah, he knows if he hits in the water, that's definitely over. Oh, God. He actually hit an okay shot. That's the thing is like, it was not an easy shot. He ended up short of the green, but it was, again, he had to hit kind of a goofy hook and he was trying to figure out whether he was going to be in the bunker or out of the bunker. I yeah. don't know. Brendan Grace, you're on my shit list this week. <laughs> you're both my prop bets. And Ricky had it just, he put it on a tee for you. He literally made a triple and a double. Yeah. My favorite is that it's the same guy. That's just the best part. No. It's not yeah, like Brandon Grace, hole, Brandon Grace hole in one, then someone else, the playoff. It's like, no, no, Brandon Grace literally all this tournament just said, thanks for your money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just donations. Phenomenal. Donations. Anyway. So thanks, Brandon Grace. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to move on. But let's at least talk about the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro Am. Ho Sung Choi. It's a pretty good field. <laughs> it is a pretty good field, actually. It's it's I think I I think that with the US Open being here this year, a lot of guys want to come for sure and play it. You know, and especially guys maybe that haven't that are on the you know, that are probably gonna play in their first US Open or who haven't played yeah. a lot, like they need every advantage they can get. But this one this one's this one was hard for me this week. I mean, it's a good field, right? Uh, it's Pebble Beach, which is is no joke of a course, even though it's 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 fairly short by you know modern standards. Um, and the weather, the weather could be goofy. I mean, yeah, uh, I saw some pictures today, and it was like flags were blown sideways, and the green was like underwater. Um, yeah. And they might get more rain this week, like we'll talk about. I don't know. It's tough because it's hard to figure out what the rain will actually do or what the, you know, if it, if it actually will. Because what I was looking at was around like, 
you know, that 60% range during the week. So it's like, if it doesn't and the course is wet, do bombers have the advantage? You know what I mean? Sure. Since short hitters won't be able to get any roll, things like that. Um, but if it's rainy and if it's windy, like, you know, do those gutty short game guys that may hit right. a little shorter, like Brian Gay, you know, like depending on the weather, like he might have a great week, right? It's tough. Like you said, it's really hard. And I was trying to think of all this when I was going through my favorites and I kind of, I chose a strategy that I'll be talking about. Um, and I think it'll work out just especially, they got to get some sort of rain. I can't imagine that just all disappears. For sure. It's going to be a little cooler. So, Yeah. And as we get to our head to head, I kind of tried to pick and choose and throw bets just down on different, different right. guys. Um, so that, that kind of have a mixture of all that you're saying. So like, like I said, I mean, it's going to be mid fifties. It looks like in the high, uh, yep. this week, chances of rain, not super windy, but like you said, I mean, we'll see again with the, yeah, if it's say, raining, looking at, <laughs> right. It's yeah, it, it, it could be cold and wet and gross. Right. So yeah, let's hop into them. Brant Snedeker. So guys, we'll just let you know that we're do, we're taping this on a Monday and we don't have top five and top 10 odds out yet. Um, so we'll update, check our Instagram here as the week goes on. We'll post our best bets of the week and we'll post a couple top five, top 10 bets that you guys can get in on uh, that we see as, as good value plays for the week. But uh, let's hop in. Brant Snedeker, he's 60 to one to win the tournament. Yeah. So um, I was able to get a video from one of my buddies that was in at the waste management. Uh, he got a great angle of his swing, and I just I always like his swing. But he's been working with John Tillery over the past year or so, and they made a few changes, tightening it up at the top, and it looked really good. I liked the way the club was shallowing in transition, and uh, the club face was getting under control early. I just liked all of that stuff, and that's always a good sign to me, obviously, of a guy that's knocking on the door of a good week, and he he really he really strives in poor weather. I think it was a few years ago at Torrey Pines. It was like no joke blowing 50, uh, raining. And he was the lowest round of the day by like four or five, I believe, or something. And he shot 69. Um, and it's like, he's a guy that has that demeanor where he's not going to get that annoyed by the weather. Um, and like I said, his, his ability to stay calm and play well in tough conditions is the exact reason why I picked him. And that's going to be a trend here for me, and that's what I was talking about earlier. Is I like the, the tough-minded, uh, patient players this week because I am banking on there being some weather and the golf course and the rough being thick with how much rain they've gotten right now leading up to the event. Um, I don't know what they'll be able to do as far as monitoring that rough. Um and the last thing about Brant that I really like is his putting stroke. He has that pop stroke. You know, he he's very aggressive within five feet. And on the Poa greens and with the with them being wet, uh, those things could get torn up. And you don't want a guy that's trying to play with dying speed, right? Like you want a guy like Brant Snedeker who's able to um, use that pop stroke to his advantage and um, and, and hit those three footers aggressively because a lot of these guys are going to have those five footers for par, I think this week. Yeah. So we'll have, uh, well, I'm sure we'll have more conversation about Brant Snedeker here in a little bit, but we'll move in to the next guy, Patrick Reed, 33 to one to win the yeah. tournament. Yeah. Patrick Reed, same type of thing, right? We all know this guy loves a challenge and with the U S open coming here in 2019 this year, you know, that 
he's ready to he's ready to as Captain America and everything that happened in the Ryder Cup this year where everyone kind of got um annoyed with him or trolled him a little bit, you know. Uh he's gonna he's gonna be prepared for that US Open. Uh he wants to he wants to win that one. And I think this week with the hard weather, it's going to be the course won't be as hard as the US Open will, obviously, but it's going to be that type of challenge where um you know, the cool weather, the the wind and the rain, if, the, if that does come about, it's going to feel like you're playing a, a closer to a major championship type Pebble Beach. And Patrick Reed's short game is as good as it gets. I think that um, all those things leading up to, to this U.S. Open, I, I just think he's, he, he builds good vibes here this week and he's ready to he's ready to win. Obviously, he's the Masters champion. Um, he's ready to win this uh, U.S. Open as well. Yeah, thirty-three to one. I I like him quite a bit. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's hard not to thirty-three to one with his, um, you know, his grit. I don't know. With this weather, you kind of have to feel Patrick Reed's going to be a guy that is going to hang around. For sure. Uh, <clears throat> no, I, I like him a lot. Uh, Shane Lowry, fifty to one. Yeah, Shane Lowry. This one's actually probably my favorite pick putting everything together, you know, with the odds and his type of play and with the weather. Um, if it was, if it was really nice out, I don't know if I would pick him. I, I would probably say, uh, he would be a good top 10 pick, but 50 to one with this weather being from Ireland, he just excels in this type of, uh, atmosphere. He, he likes the chilliness. Um, you know, he grew up obviously playing in a lot of that and, he has such a good golf swing. It's the most, probably the most underrated golf swing on the PGA Tour, and it's been one that holds up uh, in big events. He can, he's contended in a lot of majors that people don't realize. Like he's knocked on the door a lot, and um, with his golf swing and his ability to play in those tough, uh, tough conditions, and like I said, hard golf courses, he's kind of like a guy he reminds me of, with lacking obviously some of the. Uh, talent and experience is Justin Rose. Justin Rose seems like he always plays well on hard golf courses. You know what I mean? You don't you don't pick Justin Rose if he's playing the John Deere. You pick him if he's playing uh, congressional, you know, uh, yep. major championship type courses. And that's how I see Shane Lowry. Um, it's his first start in 2019. He's fresh. He'll be excited to play. I, I like him a lot. I think that he'll stay calm throughout the whole week. And even if he gets off to a slow start, he's a guy that I see on moving day. Um, you know, coming back into it, where some of the guys will just fizzle out, I think, by Friday. Yeah, that's good stuff there, too. Uh, next guy, he's a favorite of both of ours. Uh, played awesome last year. I uh, haven't heard a whole lot <clears throat> this year, but going uh, Tommy Fleetwood, 22 to 1. I just love this guy. He is uh, he is a ball-striking assassin. There's no one better in the world at controlling their trajectory. He he even controls his tra- trajectory with his driver uh, really well, and I think that's why he he is so efficient off the tee. Some I'll throw some of, of his stats from 2018. His strokes gained. Um, he was 13th off the tee, 34th approach to the green, 21st around the green, 38th putting, 9th tee to green total, um, all ball striking, and fourth in strokes gained total, including everything. I mean that's. Uh, the hell of a, a stat line, you know, for for a player of this caliber at twenty two to one, um, I think he's really good. Like I said, if the weather's bad, he's so good at controlling his trajectories and especially off the tee. He has a lot of specialty shots off the tee that he can go to. Um, and like I said, he almost won the U.S. Open. He lost to Brooks. I think he shot 
uh, was it 63 in the final round? Yeah. Tommy Fleetwood, you know, to have that chance. Like, this guy is going to win a major, and he's coming here for the first time, and it would be my guess is because of the U.S. Open um, in 2019. Sure. So he's going to be treating this uh, very um, – He's going to be very precise in his game plan. He's going to actually try to attack this golf course like he's playing a major uh, because he wants to find out, you know, what what works and what doesn't leading into that event where some people are going to come in and just try to win, which um, it, obviously he's trying to win. But when you focus on treating it like a major, you're more um, disciplined in your routine, I believe. I think a lot of these guys could play to what the leaderboard's at. I think Tommy's just going to have a game plan and stick with it, which is really beneficial in, in weather like this. So he hasn't played uh, in the U.S. here this year, but have you seen really much of what he's done kind of overseas? Has he been playing a lot over there? Has he been, is this kind of yeah. one of the first uh, events that he's played this year? Yeah, no, he's played over there um, a bit, but he always does. He always does. He plays really well early in the year over there. Um, I don't know if he played last week. I, I did mean to look at that. Um, but I think him coming back, it's his first time back in the U.S. since the FedEx Cup, I believe. Yep. Um, and I just think that he wants to make more of a presence in Amer- uh, in the United States. He made that comment. Um, and I think coming over here proves that point a little bit for the – if he's preparing already for the U.S. Open, he's trying to get comfortable. It just shows he wants to really get that done, you know? Because he's so yeah, good. He well, doesn't kinda... really have to play the course. Like, it's not like yeah. the practice rounds he wouldn't be able to figure it out, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like the the whole Rory situation this year mm-hmm. about coming over and uh, playing the PJ Tour exclusively. It'll be interesting to see what he does over the next couple of years. If he ends up, again, hopefully for me, just being selfish, uh, I would love if he was over here on a more of a full-time basis. But it'll be interesting to see that develop. Right. Let's hop in to Brandon Grace. Your boy. The goat. No, <laughs> and not the good goat. He is the bad goat <laughs> of last week. 40 uh, to 1. And it may as well be a hundred to one because there's no way that anyone betting money on Brandon Grace is going to win anything. <laughs> Are you going to put? You, you have to put no, money on him. Absolutely not. Why? You've jumped on Keith Mitchell's coattails now. <laughs> right, but I have. I you know what? Or Keith hate Mitchell for Only screwed me once. <laughs> the double screw job is is uh, he's getting blackballed. <laughs> he's he's a really good pick this week, though. I mean. Uh, last week he showed, a obviously great momentum coming into this week. Um, two things that stand out with me with Brennan is his discipline and his putting. He can get really hot with the putter. Um, and he's really solid inside of, you know, 10 feet. He's a, he's a great, what I've noticed watching him over the year, I actually haven't looked at this stat or anything, but just my, um, analysis, I think that he's really good from 10 feet for par or eight feet for par. I sure. think that, uh, that's why he is really good in majors. That's why he is. Um, uh, he will be good in this tough weather. He he has that ability to just put his head down and make that eight to twelve footer. That's really important to keep the momentum. And um, you know, unless he, it's on the seventeenth hole, of correct, right? The waste management open. <laughs> well, correct. it's more <laughs> only if you have anything to do with it. But I believe you more than him. Um, he's he's just that guy. He's got that calm demeanor and that's what you're going to see with you know he's similar to brant snedeker uh they're going to be patient if they get off to a slow start because of the weather or they draw a tough tea time 
or another thing about this week is what day you're playing what course. They are playing the three courses, um, Monterey, um, Spyglass, and Pebble. So it's like you obviously don't want to get Pebble early in the week on the day where it's windy and rainy. Um, that's you know that plays a big part in it. So we'll see what happens, but. That's why I like Brandon Grace and Brandt because I think if they do draw the bad tee time or the unlucky tee time, they're not going to be rattled. They're kind of they're going to understand that situation where maybe some younger guys or a guy that's really pressing to try to win, um, they might get frustrated with that. You know, they might be like, ah, "I just got the bad bad end of the tee times this week," and that can really mess up your mental game. Yeah, so I was just kind of thinking back. Obviously, he didn't miss a 10 footer for par on 17 but he did almost hole out uh, out of that bunker uh, yeah that would have been that would have made it a little bit more interesting but anyway so back to the, the next guy uh, a guy that both you and i liked a lot uh last week and and didn't get it done uh dark horse pick number one ryan palmer 125 to one yeah with like i said i keep bringing up the weather and i'm banking on that being a, th- a part of this week um he plays a closed face draw um, it's a really flat and powerful ball flight. Uh, I just like that with the wind. He's typically a great driver of the ball and an aggressive putter. He hasn't been driving it as well so far this year, but he did make me feel stupid at Torrey this year because I, I mentioned that you know his ball flight wouldn't work that well on those fairways and the firm ground, and uh, he finished T11. So he, <laughs> he, he did drive it well, and that's a good sign that obviously – um, that's coming back and he's feeling comfortable. So everyone that I have picked are pretty aggressive putters this week with that POA. Um, you definitely want a guy that's going to, to commit to a speed and be more aggressive versus someone uh, that's trying to diet. And someone to watch that'll be interesting is Jordan Spieth. I will be interested to see how he putts this week because he's a guy that likes a lot of undulation um, and he likes to, to die he likes to use the apex of the putt, meaning he's looking at the highest point of the break and trying to have it, um, you know, die in from that point. So it'll be interesting to see how he deals with it versus a guy like Ryan Palmer, Brant Snedeker, um, Brandon Grace. Uh, so aggressive putter, good driver of the ball uh, with a flat ball flight. I like him this week with the wind. I think that I think that he gets off to a good start um, and hangs around. He's been playing pretty well uh, as of late. So dark horse pick number two, he is a second time. uh, This is his second appearance on this list. Tom Hoagie, 300 to one, coming off a a decent start, at least, to last week. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't the only one to shoot five over, you know, in the final round. We actually picked Ben on last week, and he was doing really well. He had a chance going into the final round, and I texted you, and I think I said... Something yeah. along the lines of Ben on dusting because he was like six over right. 14. He had a chance, but a similar situation, right? And it's like I've played with Tom Hoagie and I, I like to draw back on that experience when I'm picking with him because I saw a good day uh, where he wasn't hitting it as best, but he is typically a good ball striker. Um, mm-hmm. His short game was phenomenal. I was crazy impressed with his short game, but he's also not the best putter, right? So last week he, he gained three points six strokes on the greens um and he was really he was really rolling it nice i just think that a guy of his nature i think he's going to hit it better this week he's one of those guys where he probably won't hit it bad for a month you know what i'm saying he might put it poorly for a month but if he's rolling it well i like to take him this week especially with how good his um his iron play is and these greens at pebble are pretty small uh 
He chips it well, good iron player, and right now he's putting it well. No better time to pick him, especially at 300 to one. He's he's the top 10 finish that when those odds come out, I'm going to definitely be talking about in a post because I want to clear that up. Um, but I think, like I said, his strengths are his iron play and his chipping. Putting usually isn't. He is putting well right now. You got to take that. You got to you got to take those moments when he's rolling it because at 300 to one. Um, you don't you don't want him when Tom's putting poorly because I think that gets in his own head. You know what I mean? I think it's the one thing he gets. Sure. Maybe we all do self conscious about it, right? We have that point in our game. It's like if we're off, we just yeah, we hate when that part's off, and it goes the other way when you're on. It feels like everything gets a lot easier. So enough of this stuff. Yeah. Let's get to the big news of the week, dude. This nonsense. The leaderboard game will remind everyone of the rules. We're each going to pick uh, <laughs> from four different tiers. So there's four tiers, four bets. The only bet is who in that tier finishes higher than the other, and then there's a sweet bonus. So on the season-long leaderboard, after being swept last week? Yeah, you were swept I, last week. You returned with another sweep. And it did I sweep? Me off. Oh, okay. So we're at nine wins to nine wins overall on the year with a this was big an old absolute, sweep this week. This was an absolute pillow fight. This was an <laughs> absolute pillow fight. Lucas hey, Glover versus, versus Austin Cook. Dude. <laughs> that was so dog. I think Austin Cook finished like last. <laughs> and then Ted Potter. I had Ted Potter beating. Who was it? Oh, yeah, your boy, Keith. And Ted Potter shot, like, 89 on Friday. <laughs> right. He, like, played well. The he first was, time. like, no, he was, like, four under in the first day. And I was, like, I think I texted you. I'm, like, oh, dude, Ted Potter is, like, five over. Yeah. And uh, then the next day it came true because then I think he was, like, five over through seven. So yeah. uh, it was fantastic. You beat me. Chaz, my you boy beat... Chaz. Oh, what about Chaz? That wasn't even. Uh, actually, Norm played okay. He was like T40. Chez was good. I mean, again, yeah, he, he was. was good. He had an eagle putt on 17. I think it was to get to 14, maybe. Yeah. And then if you would have already 18, he was at 15. And with how uh, Ricky was kind of self-combusting, like there was a minute there where I was really liking the chances that Chez would get me into that playoff and maybe take home a little bit of money on Chez to win. That would have been a fun one. I'm not mad about that loss because, like, Norton played okay. He was, like, 40th, right? But, like, Chez finished third, right? And it's, like, I don't know. That doesn't bother he me. Was top, he it's, was definitely top, top five. I think he was yeah. Fourth. I think what annoys me, though, is that Lucas Glover beats Austin Cook by five, and Lucas Glover's at four over MC. Yep. That's pretty good. Like, what the? And then, I don't know, Ted Potter. I'm just annoyed, as you can tell. Ted Duster Jr. It's fantastic. Anyway, so let's get on to this week idea. where you're just going to take, it looks like you're just going to take the highest or the best odds in every category down the line. Is that is that your plan this week? That's actually really interesting. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> I so actually did not notice First that. three tiers, William's going to pick the best odds in that tier. You know, bold strategy for somebody that just got swept, but when you need to get that win, I guess, you know, you got to take that strategy. But go ahead. <laughs> give me your picks. Loser. All right, I got Dustin Johnson. I'm going with him. He uh, bold. Oh yeah, it is really bold. I'm nervous about it. It's not like he just won or anything. Uh, right. <laughs> but I'm taking him. I need to get that momentum back. 
I've been whooping up on you. I just let you back in this. I got to take over. I got to take over. I got to take this lead back over, and I want to do it with a sweep. Sure. I can't wait to just like for every week going forward, just take the top, the best odds in every single category and just see what happens. Dude. Uh, especially after Yeah, I know. Anyway, so you got DJ again, bold pick there with coming off a win. Uh, I got Jason Day. He's been driving it well. You're putting it pretty well. Um, he's getting killed between 125 and 175. Um, but he played really well at Torrey, and I think he carries over with his history here. Uh, he took second last year, and he's played here six times. He's got four in the top ten. Uh, so I think that's a pretty safe pick. Uh, again, I don't like it. Good for you. That's fine. He hits it like uh, 9 million yards in the air. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I think he's an MC. I really hope he doesn't take <laughs> I that that'll be depressing. Anyway, so let's move on to category two or tier two. This is the funny one because I yeah. had Brant Snedeker listed as who I was going to pick. I know I was pissed. And I changed my mind and then all of a sudden I see this little snake hop up there. Give me that Brant. Pick him. Anyway, so, okay, get into him. We, we yeah, talked I'm about ta- I'm taking Brand. I mean, and that's kind of what I – I didn't take my own advice last week with my picks. I should have used him against you because I would have been okay. I did the math. Um, so I'm taking Brandt. I like Brandt. I'm sticking with him. He's my boy. So this is kind of where I'm just kind of uh, pushing things all over, right? I mean, I was looking at kind of the history of this tournament, the last six tournaments. Driving hasn't mattered a ton. Um, strokes gain driving at this course doesn't really matter, but with it being really wet potentially, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to sprinkle on some of the long ball hitters to see if that, if that'll, that'll get it. Um, but also putting, putting has mattered quite obviously. If you win the golf tournament, you're going to putt pretty well. And, uh, strokes gain uh, approaching the green has really, is, is really the biggest one, uh, on this golf course. Small greens. Who's won. Exactly. So I had Cameron champ. He played really well towards the end of, of 2018, Cooled off a little bit to start the year 2019, but he's obviously a bomber. He's putted really well overall this year. He makes a ton of birdies, and with yep. the weather, uh, you're gonna need you're gonna need to make birdies, right? For I mean, sure. There's gonna be there's gonna be numbers out there that uh, that'll knock you down. But again, just getting out there and making some birdies, I like I like his chances this week. Uh, just to just to keep himself around around the top of the leaderboard. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's move into the third tier, where once again, weird. I mean, we can just look at the top portion of the leaderboard and there's williams pick for sure brian gay i'm taking him this week i he he did get off to a good start in phoenix i think he finished though at two under total um but i'm choosing him more because of this this course and the potential weather his short game his irons uh, his putting he's so good from you know 170 and in and like you just mentioned driving isn't that big of a deal around here um so I look at Brian Gay putting himself in position off the tee, playing that type of game, and just letting his strength take over. So I think Brian Gay fills it up this week. And like I said, he's about as good as it gets if you have eight feet for par two. Um, he's a vet. He's been doing that for a long time. It is unbelievable how much money and how uh, such a sustainable career he has had with the way the game has changed. And he's gotten better. But he hits like 260 off the tee. and. Yeah. You just don't. You guys have I a mean, lot in common. Right, exactly. I would take, what did he make, like $14 million last year? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I'm taking him. I think that, I think his short game 
kills it this week. I think it, he hangs around. That's what he's do. He's going to do that in these tough events. He's just going to hang around. He's not going to shoot a 76. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And that's what, that's why I like him this week. I don't know why you like Matt Jones, but let me hear about it. So Matt Jones, uh, two out of the last three tournaments he's played, he was t- or, uh, tied for 29th at the Sony Open, tied for 13th at the Farmers. He's played 11 straight tournaments here uh, at the AT&T Pro-Am. And he's only missed the cut once. And in that third tier, that's really what I'm looking for, is guys that can consistently get it up into that top 30, uh, give me a chance to to beat Brian Gay as he falls off and misses the cut. Uh, so he's also been top 25 three out of the last four years. He missed the cut last year. Um, but it's really what I'm looking for in tier three. And he's nastier on the greens, right? So they're, short, they're small greens. Um, sure. He's not the greatest driver of the golf ball. But again, when he's right around the greens, inside 10 yards in the greens, I think last year he was like fifth in strokes. Or, or in, yeah, he uh, is. Strokes getting on there. So again, he's, he's, he's got the short game. I think uh, that's kind of, again, it's just sprinkling sprinkling around, seeing just kind of the different things that this weather could bring to this golf tournament, trying to hit on guys who have had some past success here. And whose mm-hmm. games might fit kind of how the tournament might play out this week. It's kind of fun um, this week because so, our strategies are pretty different. You're kind of yeah. sprinkling it over. You got like a couple bombers. You got a couple guys that guys that are more uh, grinders. It's like you could have a bust this. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I oh, could yeah. have a bust this week. I could because I'm going with all the gutty guys. So it's like if it doesn't rain and stuff or and get windy, Cameron <laughs> Champ, I think, is going to be great. Right? Yeah. But if it is rainy, I think I could sweep you pretty easily. Well, and I even told it's you, I mean, this, this, we we were going to try to start this podcast an hour before we did, and you're kind of like, "Are you ready?" And it's like, "No, like I, th- I'm having a tough time doing my research this week and looking at what's going to happen. Like this is this is a tough week, and that's kind of just yeah. what I said. I was like, "Listen, like I'm perfectly honest. Like if I can go in here and you know get a split or get like a two three or you know two to two. Yeah. Uh, split here this week, like I'm happy with it. Just, just from you'll move on, yeah, for sure. Picks, right, exactly. Uh, so the last, the Dust Bowl, <laughs> Sep Straka, as I think we even, Sep Straka has won a Dust Bowl. I think he's one and zero. Yeah, of course he is. I and you got footage of him at the Farmers. Yep, Dust Bowl King. Dust Bowl King. <laughs> he. Is going to wipe the floor with Robert Gerges. I was really bummed because obviously I wanted to pick Teddy P, but he's his odds are way better yeah, here than anywhere up. else. He's in tier two. Um, yeah, I mean, he beat, he held up DJ, who was DJ Phil and Jason Day last year to win by three. Yep. Like, that's that's some big boy golf. But um, obviously, he graduated um, from the Dust Bowl. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. He'll be back. He'll be back. He'll next be back. Week. He'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> he can enjoy it for this week. He'll flunk out and come back out of the festival. But he'll get um, relegated back to the. In the meantime, Sepstrak is going to take his place. All right. Well, Sepstrak. So, like you had alluded to previously, Robert Garrigus <laughs> is my pick this week. Uh, you know, on the outside, he's missed three out of the last four cuts. The one cut that he did make was a top twenty. Uh, you know, he's thirteenth in strokes gained approach. You know, it's hard to know how much of that is just how shitty he's driven the ball. And, like, <laughs> he's been in such bad positions that, like, I mean, I guess, like, to shoot even 
close to even par under par. You have to hit the ball pretty well to get it, you know. And yeah. he's also 35th in strokes gained putting, which again, it's just like with how bad the rest of his game has been, I just kind of wonder, you know, again, with the small sample size, how much of these numbers are, you know, have have how poorly he's driven the ball kind of skewed it. Like I said, he's 209th off the tee, right? I mean, he's terrible. But the thing is, and this is kind of the thing, he's 19th overall in proximity out of the rough. And like out of the right rough, he's like fourth or something like that. So it's like, he's just, and and that's my thing. So So it's like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's like, again, you're just trying to go through this and say, who's a guy that like, Again, if the weather's shitty, like it doesn't matter if he's kind of wiping it all over the place. Like he might putt it and he might just he might just do pretty well hitting it out of everywhere. I don't know. This one's a total kind of it's a dart throw. Like I, I looked at those two, and that's what I was looking for out of that fourth tier was guys that are pretty good strokes gain approach right. and pretty good strokes gain putting. See, and I just trying right to, with that. trying to pull it together. I like that too. And, like, the thing is, is for a guy that doesn't drive it very well here, like, it's not going to matter because with this weather, I think even guys that do drive it well um, probably are going to have an off week. You know, it's the one week or the minimal weeks where you do have to, um, you know, hit shots around the green to these small small surfaces because Scott Fawcett even had a tweet a few hours ago, and it was, like, for the week, Ricky was plus 7.9 strokes, um, T and approach. He was negative 2.4 strokes around the green, but he was gaining nine and a half strokes putting. So it's like it, the best putter of the best ball strikers yep. always prevails. Like, yep. and I just think this week is actually different uh, just due to the weather. Um, and that's what I'm saying as a guy like Robert Garrigus. Like, you don't want to take Robert Garrigus at the Phoenix Open. Like, <laughs> right, you, you, where a bunch of people are going to be sending it. Exactly. Like, you're seeing Matt Wolf hitting it like 365. Like, right, he's at a disadvantage now. Um, but a place like Pebble, and that's where I'm hoping Seth Stratford kind of comes alive for me, baby. <laughs> well, we'll see. Coming up a, a sweep here. Uh, feeling well, I could say I'm feeling pretty good, but I already admitted earlier that just, you got just trying to pull off. Just trying to pull off a split this week and move on to the next week. We gotta so talk next about, week. Wait, wait, go wait we gotta talk about Ho Sung Choi a little bit. Have you seen him? Do you know who that is? That's okay if you don't, because like a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, have, yeah, no, the guy that just has the, the internet. Says I've never it. seen him play per se. I'm not gonna sit here and wax poetic on yeah. the cuts and draws and the beautiful shape that that Ho Sung, you know, yeah. hits his golf ball or moves his golf ball. But again, he's hilarious. I mean, like I can't if wait. You're on, if you if you pay any attention to golf Twitter, you have to, you know, you have you you've seen him, right? I know Aaron Rodgers said because again, this is a pro am, right? So it's like yeah. Aaron Rodgers playing with Jerry Keller. He's like, I really hope I get to play with Ho Sung Choi. Like that would just be really <laughs> fun, you know? Yeah. And, and, yeah, absolutely. Like, the thing is, is I'm always, like you said, if you're not on Twitter, you actually might not know who this guy is because he sure. he literally is a internet sensation. <laughs> like, he yep. won in Japan, um, and he's actually good, but, like, his swing is so much better than people think. His finish is hilarious, but if you actually slowed it down and watched the, the technique of, you know, his, his backswing to transition, it's really good. <laughs> and, like... I wouldn't be surprised if he played okay this week because this guy obviously does not give a shit 
about what anyone thinks <laughs> because like he looks like our boy Sean Ryan after like <laughs> three Jack and Cokes and like no balance whatsoever, extremely low hands and address. Like it's all it's the best. And I'm pumped to watch him play this week and I hope I wanted to pick him just because like I wanted to be with Ho Sung Choi. Like, I think that's kind of legendary <laughs> because we might never see him again. Like, he's getting a sponsor's exemption because he's funny. Right, but he got one the other week, too. Where was where was, where was was the last one he got? No, they were trying to get him for the waste management. Uh, no, they, wanted they got him, him the week before, though, didn't they? Uh, no, they didn't. This is I, think he got one. One. I think he got one to uh, the farmers, oh. too. No, I would have known that. This is his first one. It's like... Oh, what? never mind. Rory was talking about it that week. And that's yeah, yeah. why I just thought... He was trolling okay, a so, little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. He was kind of like, this is stupid that this guy's here, and I can't wait till they get paired together. Or he, Rory's not playing <laughs> this week. I wish he was. But, like, I would have loved if he just whooped up on him. I don't know. I think it's going to be hilarious. I think it's good for golf. I, 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 people get mad when, you know, Steph Curry gets to play on the web. Or, um, you know, guys like Ho Sung Choi is getting the spot because it's taking away from a guy that could have a chance. It's like, I don't know. Like, it's about entertainment at the end of the day, too. Like, it's it's fascinating. It might get more people to watch golf. Like, like you said, Aaron Rodgers is tweeting, like, I want to play with this guy. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, it's just, it's awesome. I, I'm pumped to see it. I think his swing's actually good enough um, to play well. Uh, I don't I like you said I don't know enough about like his actual ball flight or like his tendencies in this game because I don't get to watch but I'm excited I think it's gonna be funny and we just had to talk about that because some people can't wait for this either like people impersonate him on Twitter it's hilarious yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be fun enough right I mean like you're just gonna watch Twitter is gonna be blowing up on Thursday with because he's gonna do something funny he's gonna do something like Obviously, he's going to do something that, you know, his swings are whatever. But, like, he's going to do something after a putt or, like... <laughs> Those are my favorite. You know. <laughs> <laughs> the putts, he, like, stands on one foot, like, tilts into side bend and, like, twists his putter with his left hand. It, like, looks like the most 25 handicap thing I've ever seen how in my life. Not, how does he not Sergio the Greens by doing that? <laughs> I just saw that footage <laughs> today, by the way. That was hilarious. That is actually something you would do. No, I, but that's the thing. And, uh, you know, going back to Scott Fawcett, I saw him tweet about this, too, where he was just like, listen, I was a loon playing professional golf. Yeah. But I would never be kicking the green. You know what I mean? After he, like, dug a grave in the bunker. So it's kind of like, <laughs> listen, I will throw and break clubs with the best of them, <laughs> but I'm not out there purposely kicking the green. No, that's true. You just throw clubs like, at carts. But, but sure, but my point is, is like I'm not out there trying to make the game harder, or the only, if, if anything, I'm out there making the game harder on myself, not yeah. on other people. Like that, that, that it was stupid. Anyway, it I was agree. dumb. It was right? stupid, and like especially him, he's been here for so long. Like right. it's one of those things where we could all get over it when Sergio was young. It's like you see that a lot, right? You're a, kind of a hothead. All they've done is one. Um, and now it's hard and they're getting frustrated, but dude, you're a master's champion, like a recent master's champion, have some class, like, and you're over, you know, they're overseas and stuff. It's like, 
you're not going to be welcome. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It was a weird. Do that. Like, I don't get that guy. And to do it multiple times. Again, like one. And, he, and that's the other thing is just like, listen, you do it one time and you do it and you look and you like even you, you it replays in your head like 15 yeah. times. You're just like, I'm an idiot. Why did I do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. But again, to just do it over and over and over again. It's beyond embarrassing. It really yeah, is. Yeah, like when you mess up out of anger, you like your heart kind of drops when you realize like you yeah. did something wrong. Like, oh, and like everything else. Now you try to like salvage the moment and you're like apologizing and things like Correct. that. No, he just continues to just like be did I, I, I read that he did it to like five greens. Is that right? Yeah, something like that. And he literally like he like took out half the sand of a bunker because he was just whipping his club around like. I could have jumped in and buried myself in the hole he was digging. It was hilarious. We're also talking about the same guy that's taken off his shoe and launched it in the crowd. Now that's some happy Gilmore shit. So like, we are surprised oh, we shouldn't be. No, but but again, like, yeah, I guess you're an idiot. That's all it comes down to, Sergio. Right. I have no issue saying that on here. Also, we got Tiger right. next week. Tiger's coming back next week. I I mean, I don't know if he's committed, but he's got to come back to Riviera. He'll play. He hasn't committed? I thought he did. I don't know. Anyway. But so Tiger Woods hopefully next week. Uh Brennan Grace hopefully never again. <laughs> and <laughs> um you know, for everyone everyone on the podcast is, is rooting for another sweep next week. So <laughs> with that, we will talk to you guys next week. Please uh if you haven't already hit the subscribe on iTunes. And uh, appreciate you guys listening. Watch out or watch for the uh, Instagram post coming up uh, this week that'll give some of the top 10 and top five odds that we like, as well as uh, best bets overall. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Absolutely. See you guys.